G'day and welcome to Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. Now, my name is CJ the DJ and I'm currently in Australia with my family. So for me, it's actually Boxing Day, but I know for you in Canada, it is Christmas Day. So if you are celebrating this holiday, I hope you're with family and friends and having a fabulous time together. Now, thanks to technology, we're still able to do grad chat today, even though I am in Australia. And luckily, we have the DJ Bear, otherwise known as Sue Yin Olgan from English Language and Literature, who is uh, who's been ed- helping edit our shows this year with me. And so she's in Canada. I'm in Australia, and we're going to do a fabulous roundup of what we have been listening to all this year with with the interviews with both our graduate students and postdoctoral fellows. I'm freezing, CJ the DJ. How's how's the weather over there? It's beautiful. It's hot and sunny. And yesterday for our Christmas day, of course, we were outside having our Christmas lunch. Oh. So um, I know you might be a little bit jealous there. So instead of sitting around a fire to keep ourselves warm, we just went by the sun. Exciting. You mentioned Boxing Day. Do you do the same thing on Boxing Day over there? And we do here. Boxing Day is normally eating all the leftovers. Yes. And <laughs> so and, you don't have enough of them all. And then playing all those games that you, you know, well, not not us as the adults, but the kids get. But playing all those games and just having more fun. That sounds lovely. It does. And of course, we do that outside, kicking a soccer ball. Great. We're here in Canada <laughs> on Christmas Day with winter coats on. That sounds amazing. I'm <laughs> glad you, you, you deserve it. each year. Get away from the winter just for a little bit and warm myself up before coming back to Canada to start the new year. Yes, it's important to spend time with family and friends and just relax for a couple of days. It is actually because I've I've been saying this all the time to our students, as you know, is that we need balance. And even though we can be workaholics, whether you're workaholic in in your studies or whether you're workaholic with your, your particular profession that you're in, we still need to have that balance of having time with family and friends just to unwind a little bit. Yep. And talk to them about what you've been doing, etc., throughout the year. So, with that being said, what we want to do today, as I mentioned earlier, is talk about some of the the interviews that we've had this year because we've had an amazing number of areas that we've covered. Mm-hmm. And so, I'd like to talk. Um, well, actually, what we're going to do is going to flip this little bit. The it's DJ gonna... Bear is going to hijack uh, your show again. Hi- yes, hijack the show and. Yes. Flip, flip the, flip the roles. She's going to play host, and luckily for me, I'm going to get get to answer. So all those times I've been saying how easy it is, just relax. It's just a conversation. I'm shaking them in my flip flops. Are you doing this outside? No, I thought I'd better do it inside, yeah. just in case, because we don't want to hear all the birds in the background. We have the, you know, the, the magpies and the lorikeets and rosa- crimson rosellas. They they make quite a squawk, and particularly the sulphur crested cockatoos, they make an awful sound. And you would not be able to hear anything that we talk about. Good choice. So here I am with mum and dad's place inside, air conditioning on. Well, I'm here at the <laughs> CFRC studio. Thank you so much for making this possible. Exactly. And, and the same, you know, we, we can't do these shows without the support of CFRC and the School of Graduate Studies. And we, we've been going, just so in case you weren't aware, we've been going since 2016, mm. January 2016, and still going strong, a show every week. So we're very yeah. excited about that and, and very happy that we're able to have that little stat. Yes, you're really good. You're leading up to my first question. Okay. So you don't don't, you, love those, don't you love those segues? I love segues. <laughs> 
So you've been doing this since January 2016. You just Correct. mentioned that. Do you find it different? What's interesting is that, and I say this to the students, is that it's everything's a learning moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whether you're being the interviewee or the interviewer, we're all we're both learning. And I love the fact that I get to hear about what research is going on at Queen's with our grad students and postdocs. And it also makes me sound a little bit intelligent too, because I can use these little tidbits in all sorts of conversations outside of the university. And people think I'm really brainy. That's great. (laughs) It's really good. So every time you see your family, you have new knowledge, right? Because you're interviewing different students each year. And so they talk about things and go, oh, are you aware that such and such, da-da-da-da-da-da? a funny story was is that my my nephew, I, I decided I wanted to record my mother's um, a little bit about her history mm-hmm. and also my father's. And so my nephew, who is 16, 17 now actually, he got the system all set up because he likes all the electronics and working with computers and sound and all that sort of thing. So he got it all set up. And my sister said to to me, saying, well, have you got the questions ready for, for mum? I said, oh, no, I'm just going to wing it. And she goes, well, I've got some questions so I can ask mum. And so my nephew turned round to, to my sister and said, no, you can't ask the questions. Auntie Colette has to answer the questions because she's the professional. She's the one that's on the radio. <laughs> so I went, awesome, I've made it. You made it. <laughs> so I've made it. But what, what the other nice thing is that with all of this, I've personally, apart from learning a bit about the, the research that's going on and having those little bit of extra facts that I can sort of throw around, it has helped me actually listen. Mm. Because listening is not an easy skill to have because we can all get sidetracked with what's going on around when people are talking to you. It's easy to get distracted. And so doing this show, I've really had to concentrate on listening to the interviewee. One, I don't want to make myself look so stupid and ask a question that they've actually just answered. But also to make sure that the person who's being interviewed realises I am really interested in what they're saying. And so listening skills is not an easy thing to to learn and I've had to do it really well and I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable speaking on the show excellent so good of you thank you for that you're very welcome (laughs) (laughs) oh my god was I listening what happened (laughs) so the the radio I mean it's interesting with the radio too because I can't see you you, yes (laughs) this is very bizarre because we're always sitting next to each other it's correct it's it's a conversation right and we're talking to each other and there's this dynamic going on in the studio which our listeners can't see yes but the students who have been here can confirm that that there's an engagement happening yes but then not being able to see you exactly it my active listening suffers a little bit it does because well. I, I found that too with there's a few times throughout the year I've done Skype interviews mm-hmm. for for the show and I do find that harder because you don't have that connection yes you, this is all you're hearing is a voice mm-hmm. and even though I could put the person's picture up on the screen it's still not the same I like to see the person I'm talking to because that to me is a proper conversation which is why mum always says I'm hopeless on the phone <laughs> because I don't know what to say because it's really hard to get a conversation going when I can't see the person right there's something to do with the name of the show grab chat right so that chat it is a chat it's yes a it's, chat. A, it's just a chat like being having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee together and just chatting and that's hard to do mm-hmm. when you're not in the same space 
And when you're not in the same discipline. Correct. Or I find it fascinating how every time you are interviewing somebody, you just connect right away. So it doesn't matter if you're talking about neuroscience or if you're talking about history or you're able to really engage with your student and to speak their language in a way. Well, I must admit, I do cheat a little bit. So for the, those for those that you don't know, I do actually, when someone says, you know, can I come onto the show, I ask them to fill out a little form for me, which gives me a bit of an overview of what their research is. And the important thing for me is getting the message across that they want people to know about their work. Mm-hmm. And this is really, really important because yeah. in the media, unlike uh, with Grad Chat, where we've got 29 minutes to talk about their research, other mediums, you don't get that. You might... They might talk to you for five minutes and only put 20 seconds up. Mm-hmm. In, in newspaper articles, they'll put all this fluff around it and only take a certain quote from you. Right. So it's you need to learn how do you get your message across. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for me that I get the message across that my student wants people to know, not necessarily what I want to know. What do they want people to know about their research at this particular point in time? So I do cheat by having this bit of a shade. And sometimes, depending on the topic, I'll also Google the topic to see what's being said out there in, in the public forum. Right. Uh, not to say that's exactly what they're doing, but it gives me a bit of a background because the other part of this show is that the show is not speaking to people in their necessarily in their particular discipline but it's talking to the general public mm-hmm. and therefore the, the learning curve there is how do you let other people understand what you're doing mm-hmm. without using all the jargon you would necessarily for people in your in your field, such as when you're at a conference where it's very specific, can be very specific. Right. This it has to be very general. Mm-hmm. And focused as well, it has to be to the point. It does have to be focused, yes. yeah. I like it that you call it cheating, but it's not. <laughs> because you, you're taking the time to really engage with the person's work. And that means a lot to, to, to a student, to all of us. Right. Because we don't always know when we're going on a tangent or we're going around in circles or we're not saying. It sounds in our head mm-hmm. like we are. But it's not coming across that way. And sometimes we don't know what we want to say, but you ask the right question. And that comes from having read our work and having done all that research on your own, trying to engage with what we do. And that makes a huge difference for us sitting, getting all of these questions because... Mm -hmm. We throw the questions thinking, I know the answer to this. And we could probably write about it if we took a week to write an essay, yes. an answer in essay form, right? Right. But on the spot, it's not always easy. Not easy, no. I, I don't know if you notice that. But sometimes you finish yes. our sentences. I do. Yes. <laughs> Sorry it's about impressive. that. No, it's, it's great. It's kind of butting in sometimes. <laughs> but it's great. And, and I think that that is what makes it so a great dynamic and a great exercise for, for the students to, to do this because they don't really get that opportunity as much when you're getting feedback for 30 pages on right, something, right, right? Right, But you need to do this type of quick summary of your work and to be able to do it to a general audience at all times. And I think what's important is that some sometimes people's research can be absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. But yes. when you're talking to the general public or talking to someone that you've just met, you can't tell them everything. No. So you need to figure out with your 
it with your research, okay, what part is going to be interesting enough for them to want to ask me some questions? And mm-hmm. then if I want to go bigger, I can. But you don't want to lose them in that first part. No. So it's kind of like the elevator pitch to get started. Yes. You you need to find something to at least get peak people's interest mm-hmm. and then to the point where they want to ask you more questions and you can either just stay on that particular w- one line of it or you can expand and, and even by expanding saying, you know, this is just one small area of what I'm studying. Yes. I'm actually doing all this as well. Mm-hmm. But the bit that resonates most with people right now is this part, which yes. is why this is why I've brought this up now. Yes. Especially when they ask, what's the title of your dissertation? And then you have a very, very long, convoluted... <laughs> oh, I know. Some of those titles are yes. not hilarious, like because that's the wrong word, because they're, those titles are there for a very particular reason. But for a general public, it's kind of like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and some of them, it's pretty obvious. And mm-hmm. others aren't so obvious, particularly those, for instance, in the health sciences or the STEM. Yes. Because sometimes in those titles, you have some sort of formula type. Yes. You know, chemical name mm-hmm. that most of us probably wouldn't understand. So that's why we do need to explain it a little bit. <laughs> yes. And I always enjoy the part when they explain. So what does that mean exactly? What is your research about? Because yes. this is a... Mouthful. It is a mouthful. It is a mouthful. And I can, I cannot see it. I'm just can, I, I can hear the, sh- the, the little bit of a, oh, right, right, of course. And then they get to explain what it is, and we go, oh, that makes and, sense. And, and this is all about part of you know those skills that you're learning along the way, because even even when you're learning or teaching a course or doing a presentation, you've got to find ways to get people's interest. Yes. Uh, so you may be the most brilliant person on the world in, in this particular topic, but if you can't get that message across, mm-hmm. it's kind of a wasted opportunity. Yes, it is. And so something like this, which is very informal, mm-hmm. I like to think it's very informal, is an opportunity for our students just to rethink a little bit about, okay, so how can I tell other people? Mm-hmm. And what I found too is sometimes by speaking that way to more of a general audience actually reminds them of why they wanted to do that research in the first place yes because once you've been doing it you this research for three or four years sometimes you forget what was the main point mm-hmm. why is... did i want to do it yes. and then you've got to reinvigorate yourself sometimes to, mm-hmm. so you can finish and go ah that's why this is why Jam. and there's always a sense of wondering and longing for having someone else outside of your field of care about what you do exactly and you never really know if that's ever going to happen because even in every discipline the journals the books all of that it's it's a little microcosm Mm -hmm. and you're always wondering well everything i write is always going to be read by people in my field which is fantastic of course but would it ever be someone else talking about my work would i ever have the chance to well, you've had those opportunities. I mean, I the did. fact that you went to the vamp not the vampires, so oh, the, the, vampire the garlic festival. festival. The garlic festival, yes. Uh, so you've been working about doing with vampires and, and, well, not necessarily vampires, your your research, of course, is on the food and literature and things and like that. And vampires. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got had an opportunity to go and talk at the garlic yes. festival, which is an awesome opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you said yourself, from the first year you did it to the second, the second one you had a much better idea yes. of how to get it across so it wasn't sounding like a lecture. Exactly. And and that's an important skill to it learn is. along the way. Very important. And I think that one of the questions that you asked towards the end 
if I remember correctly. Gonna test your listening mm-hmm. skills and memory skills. Yeah, my memory skills. <laughs> it's what do you expect out of this research? Right. Where do you want to go? Where you want to? What's the impact you want it to have? Exactly. Or does it want to change anything? Yes. And I think that that is that is a difficult question. One, mm-hmm. because you're always, like I said, you're doubting yourself. You're wondering if someone is ever going to read this, right? But it forces you to think about it. Yes. We're faced with this question. And suddenly, in a matter of seconds, we have to think about it. And it just comes to you. Mm-hmm. Because you had the time to talk about it, not overthinking it, not really even thinking about where am I going with this at all. Right. You just, you just know. Mm-hmm. And because you, you got that opportunity to do it in this way. Well, it's interesting because when I say what's the outcome, mm-hmm. the outcome can be something very obvious that affects all of us. Mm-hmm. It could be a health thing to make make the health yes. system better, et cetera, or in engineering, better ways of doing, looking after the land masses or the water, keeping right. the water back and, you know, all sorts of things, prosthetics, you name it. So there's that which is very obvious mm-hmm. of an impact of your research. But then there's the other side too, when you look at things like programs in the humanities and social sciences, Mm -hmm. well, particularly humanities, you go, well, what's the impact of reading some books? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of impact there because one, you're highlighting, you know, when you read a book, but sometimes there's a lot of history and things behind it. Mm -hmm. So things we do today is because of what happened, not necessarily from that book, but was written about in that book. Yes. So history and English and all those sorts of things can teach us an, an awful lot. And it gives us a framework of why we are yes. here today. And it gives you a different perspective. I, keep, I always say that it's a different perspective of a topic that you don't always come across in other disciplines mm-hmm. because your, your area, you are either dedicating a little bit more time on the lab or on doing some s- surveys or doing right. community service or, or practicums, things right. like that, right? So you have less time to explore other angles because certain programs are just constructed in constructed, that way. Yes. But when it comes to the humanities, you can explore any topic. You, you can you can see that happening from a very different perspective that you wouldn't right. otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, and you can put forward your opinion, right? Oh. And it doesn't mean to say everyone's going to agree with your opinion. Yes. It's, but you can, you can put forward an opinion yep. it's a to conversation. get conversation going. Exactly. You've made someone think about a certain topic. It doesn't have to be a new topic, right? But it is your perspective and it's your approach. And then you get someone to think about it in a different way. They might not agree. Yes. And that's okay. But they're engaging with your work. they're engaging. Right? Yeah. Amanda. Yes. Amanda Guirano? Yes. So that was a really interesting conversation because she was doing... A different perspective of, of what malnutrition is and the medicalization. Uh, yes, of yes, right. Yes, that's true. Actually, yes, and very true. That angle on how we think about things like Red Cross and yes. all those sorts of places where find research to help an issue such as mm-hmm. um, malnutrition, and so we find what's the most affordable and easy way mm-hmm. to supplement their their diets. Yeah. which often is just something like a pill or a powder. The problem, and, and that's fantastic, but the problem is that has another issue apart from it because in some societies, eating together as a family is, yeah. is a big cultural mm-hmm. big cultural thing. And just chucking in a tablet, it, it takes away from that cultural identity. 
and, and what their bonding. family is and the bonding like in tom brown Ex- exactly <laughs> and the bonding like in tom brown it has oh, to do with identity right? right and through the humanities lens right right and then but she could easily have gone on a different angle she could through have the gone health science to the health sciences yeah. okay. and didn't we have a runner-up in the humanities we did year? have a runner-up in the in uh, our three-minute thesis this year so um nevena matanovic from english uh, okay. it was it was fantastic it was to really have was. her as runner-up and of course she was also runner-up in the matter three-minute thesis uh, competition as well which is the first time that was held this year and it's, it's really nice as being a member of the Matariki network and there's only seven universities across the, the world mm-hmm. that uh, one of our students got runner-up so yes. we're very very pleased and not only runner-up but also from the humanities because a lot of the times with the three-minute thesis people feel it's easier to get a message across if you're in the the STEM or health sciences. But this just goes to show that humanities can still have a a huge impact in explaining explaining their work. The way that we think about things. The way you think about things, yes. Because never now studying aging, right? And, right? and the way that we, we approach aging and how we think about it. When she did the three minute thesis and explained that research, it suddenly went, Oh, we need to know this. Yes. Right? Especially for the humanities. We need to showcase our research in this way so people understand it can also make an impact just right. as much as in right. science. Right. Right. I, I know when uh, students do the three-minute thesis, one of the, some of the comments that I, I hear is that, oh, this is the first time my parents have understood what I've been studying mm-hmm. for all these years. And that's because they've had to break it down to a way, first of all, only three minutes, and that's not easy, converting mm-hmm. a whole thesis down to three minutes. Yes. But figuring out what is the main point that would make it interesting for the general public. And once they've done that, which is like an extended elevator pitch, it's amazing how many now of their family members now can go and brag about what they're doing. Whereas before, they had no idea mm-hmm. of how to say, well, they just say, oh, well, they're, they're doing a, a master's or a PhD. And people go, what? And they go, well, I'm not really not, really not sure. Now they can say, oh, it's about, yes. and so on, which, and, is, which is fantastic. Yes. Like, like, like I said, as another example of how mm-hmm. our students can get their message out there. It's, it's in a bit of a novel way. And, and yeah. not everyone thinks it's a it's the best way to showcase the research, but it certainly has a better way of getting the research out to a broader audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like our show here on GradChat, uh, the CFRC has given us a tremendous opportunity to be able to g- get the, the message out of what our grad students here at Queens yeah. are doing, and I think that's really really important. Yes. You should do the three-minute gratchat recap. <laughs> Tell me your research in three minutes. On air, now. <laughs> On air, right now. Recap. They hold you in three minutes. You can okay. do this. Okay, all right. Well, woof. talk about being put on the spot. I, I, I think I prefer being on the other chair. So, <laughs> <laughs> Are you well, sure? You're warm well, right there. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so let me see. In in a nutshell this year, we, we've had... We've had information from students who are looking at the education systems around the world, mm-hmm. whether it's been going as a, a, a teaching fellow or, or being a teacher overseas mm-hmm. and what it's like to get the culture shock of going into a new country. We've also had looking at the education system in terms of does testing really test your knowledge? Oh, or right. is it is it you actually just learning how to sit a test mm-hmm. so I mean I, I always find that fascinating because I, I get test anxiety and I used to always get frustrated with multiple choice 
because I don't believe, in my personal opinion, that actually tests my knowledge. It tests whether I can sit the test. That's true. So there's those sorts of things. And then uh, Louisa in epidemiology, who looked, went to Haiti and looked at the UN peacekeepers. We have on the, say, some of our religious studies students. Mm-hmm. Sam just recently talked about stigmata. And looking Whoa. at canonization and beatification in relation to stigmata. And that was fascinating because I never really thought about that. Then we looked at there's been some like environmental and historical type issues, such as the things, for instance, our geography, some of our geography students who've been working on the cemetery here in Kingston, which is under the hall. Mm-hmm. St. George's, I think it was, Hall. And the hall was built on top of the cemetery. Right. So they're actually excavating and sort of tidying up the area to see you know, who was actually buried under there and checking the records and things. And I actually went under there just before they finished their first summer on it. And fascinating, absolutely fascinating. A bit scary, to be perfectly honest. But someone has to do it. And even yes. though that wasn't their actual research project, this is something they were doing for the community. Mm-hmm. Then we can look at, in terms of other areas, what's going on in, in Kingston at, at the waterways and how we preserve some of our historical buildings and waterways. Right. So that's been interesting too, particularly now that we're living that I'm living in Kingston. I've probably gone past my three minutes already, but that's okay. I'm going to keep looking, thinking about it. Oh, then, of course, we've had those uh, students who have done different sorts of research that's related to the military in some way. Mm-hmm. And some of it is, you know, after, you know, when they leave the military. Yes. And how, if, if they've had health issues during the military, what happens after and mm-hmm. how, how well do we look after them after or mm-hmm. get them set up to be looked after correctly. We've also had those who... Their, their journey has been as a journalist to start with and now coming back and doing more more research and how they got to where they are today. You know, why did they go straight into journalism, not come to grad studies first? Um, right. So, you know, it, it was nice to hear from people who have been out in the workforce and then come back to mm-hmm. study. They've enjoyed what they've done, but they want to find out a little bit more on a certain topic. So that was interesting. And that's the same also with some of the, re- the students in rehabilitation science. Often they are occupational therapists or physical therapists who have been in the workforce for a while. And then they suddenly realize there's a topic there that they want to talk about mm-hmm. and research a little bit more. So, right. you know, both the husband and wife of Shigagupta and Atul as well, Jaswell, sorry, both their research is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Atul was looking at uh, deaf and blind kids in India and how we should be working better to integrate them into society. So right. finding you know, wearable technology and things that they can use. Mm-hmm. So there's bits and pieces like that. I found fascinating. Mm-hmm. I really have. And I know I've probably mentioned more of the humanities, social sciences areas, but equally in the science and things, sciences yes. and environment, and geography and environmental studies, there's there's been a lot there that oh. uh, that we've we've talked about just just this year, not to mention the other years. <laughs> so great, thank you so much. For... You're welcome. Well, it has been lovely talking to you. It's been but... awesome, and and I'm really I'm glad it didn't you. actually break on us because going twelve and a half thousand miles across the sea, I would have thought something would have gone gone awry, but it hasn't. No, it hasn't. It's meant to be. I, I guess what I would like to say then, because I am in Australia and in the warmth, 
Um, please be please be safe, everyone, in in the cold weather, particularly if there's ice and things on on the roads near you. Please be careful and enjoy the rest of your day on Christmas Day. Thank you for listening in to us, DJ thank Bear. You. Thank you very much for being on the other end for me. Yes. To keep things going. No, no, you're welcome. We miss you. Excellent. I like I like to hear that because I am coming back, whether you guys like it or not. Well, I hope so because that <laughs> worries me that every time you go back and remember what warmth feels like, yes. you're just going to go no. I must admit, because it's a bit, it is a bit hard because every mm-hmm. time you come back, you will come back right in the middle of one of those cold snaps or I do. crazy weather weeks. It, it kills and my suitcase going over there because I have yeah. to have a coat that, that takes up half the suitcase. So there we go. Exactly. I guess I need to invest in something that's a bit smaller. Now, don't forget, everyone, we're still fundraising until the end of December. We know how important it is to keep some funds coming into CFRC because I, for one, want to keep GradChat going. So go to cfrc.ca to the GoFundMe campaign, and that would be really, really appreciated. Of course, don't forget you can download the show tomorrow from either iTunes, Google Podcasts or Stitcher. Just type in a GradChat course we will be on again next week for new years and once again i would have had my new years already until then thank you again thank you all for listening have a great day whatever you're doing this is cj the dj and seeing the dj bear signing off with a big hooray for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Hey.